The Mike Salk Show, serviced by Jaffco Plumbing and Sewer. On 710 ESPN Seattle. Are you ready? Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming live on the 710 Sports app and at 710sports.com. Are you ready for a good <laughs> We got too many questions, not enough answers. <laughs> now we're infighting. Moore and I are yelling at each other in the break, sort of. <laughs> not really. Sort of. Well, I was joking. At least I think I was. <laughs> uh, there are too many questions. We don't have answers, man. I mean, like, the big one, I think, is just why are we here with the Seahawks at 3-7? and seven? They're nowhere close. We'll talk to Pete coming up in 25 minutes. But, I mean, you can just rattle off questions today about this team. What really happened? Wait, no, that's the drunk the guy. Cowboy? Hold on, wait. I didn't want that. I don't like the drunk questions. I like just the regular have ones. Have you ever had the desire to write your initials in wet cement? What do you want to be when you grow up? You called a plumber to your home lately? How superstitious are you? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? <laughs> a lot. That's what it feels like today. Tough like questions. I don't have answers to all of these. You have a pet? Do you believe in the power of a curse? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> Should we do this to Pete when Pete comes in today? Oh. All right, Pete, we've got some questions for you, okay? I, we got 25 minutes with you. Here we go. Would like to go a-wandering beneath a clear blue sky? Have you noticed what big stars real estate agents have become? <laughs> no. Have real estate agents become big stars? They do have a few reality shows now. Does your computer ever seem to have a mind of its own? Have you ever visited a Chinatown section in a major city? Yes, many. Have you ever visited a flea market? No. This is a lot like Bob Skelton. Have you ever visited a truck stop? Have you ever have a job as a waiter? Have you noticed how many successful restaurants are theme-based these days? Oh, my gosh. Have you noticed how many successful restaurants are theme-based these days? But that's what it feels like trying to answer them. I'm just hoping for one. Why are we here with the Seahawks? How have we gotten to this point? Uh, My answer, again, I'm going to say too many roster mistakes. When I watch them, I think they're overmatched. I don't think they have enough talent up and down the roster to, to get over the fact that Russell's not playing his best. Could they do more with coaching? Sure. Is there more they could do? Yeah. But I look at it, I think you got a I think you got a talent problem. Nelson's in Kent. Good morning, Nelson. Hey, what's up, Mike? What's up, man? You like those questions? What do you think? Can you answer all of those? Uh well, I think so. I mean I've you know, I've gone back and forth with you on Twitter before and you you're not gonna agree with me, but I mean I think we've gotten here. I think you're mostly right on the drafting. It's been it's been pretty terrible since two thousand twelve. I called that out years ago. After the Dallas playoff loss, I wanted Pete Carroll looked at then. I, I just saw a guy who wasn't adapting to the way the game is changing. He mixed that with a lot of bad drafts. And I, I think I think Russell Wilson gets off way too easy from our fan base, from our local media. I mean, you know, his his relationship with Pete Carroll is pretty interesting because Pete gave him Marshawn Lynch in a number one defense for four straight years, and it allowed Russell to get a ring on his resume. Mm-hmm. And since, since then, yeah, Russell's got a lot of regular season wins, and he's kind of carried a team which you say doesn't really have that talent of a roster. I, I would say on offense, I mean, he's got a arguably the best wide receiver combo in football. He does have good receivers, but they don't have much in the terms of protection, and the running game has been kind of a disaster. Yeah, no, since- game, that's the other issue with Pete. A guy who wants to, you know, play that the way he does, run first, have in and defense. Yeah, he's had a real problem 
filling out that running no, back. No, I box. agree with you there, Nelson. So there you go. I, I end up agreeing with you. I'm sorry we've gone back and forth. But, you know, look, there, there's a lot of truth in all that. Look, Brandon's in Phoenix. What's up, Brandon? What do you think? Why are we here? How did we get here? Uh, I think it's because we lost our identity. Okay. I think that they haven't built. <laughs> they got where they were with a strong defense and a great running game. And somewhere along the line, they've cast that to the side and, and let Russ start airing it out more. Mm-hmm. And they need to get back to that, uh, you know, bruising offensive line and shut down defense. That's when Russ was at his best, and I think they need to get back to that and stop doing things like bringing in Jimmy Graham and, yeah. and all these other toys to play with and get back to what wins football games. Brandon, can you remember the tallest man you've ever met? Um, no. Okay. no I, all right. Just checking. I, I got questions today. That's just one of the burning questions. This is one of the burning questions we have today. You're down there in Phoenix. Can you remember the tallest man you've ever met? He says no. I don't think most people can. Who's the tallest man you've ever met? I guess I've met Shaq. Shaq's oh, yeah. really tall. He's gigantic. When you see Shaq in person, it is like it blows you away. Like, oh my God, this guy's huge. I had a boyfriend in high school that was 6'10". 6'10"? So, so that's six probably ten. the tallest guy. That's really tall. Yeah. I met a guy. You're the... tall. I mean, you're 5'10", yeah. right? Man, that's a tall couple. I met a guy in the pen one day at uh, uh, Safeco at the time who was a seven-footer. Seven, really? Seven footer. Legit seven-footer? He was a footer. He showed me his ID. <laughs> so don't you just answer that question when they ask you how tall you are? It's not like they measure you at the DMV. It's like, I'm a, I'm a footer. He calls himself a footer. Yeah. All right, I like it. All right, I'm, I'm, we got to take a break. I'm sorry, man. We got to come back here. We'll tell you what you need to know. Try to grab a few more calls, and then we got Pete Carroll coming up in 20 minutes. We got. I mean, I don't know that we're going to ask Pete some of these questions. I, you don't feel comfortable with that, right? We're not going to talk to Pete. Have you ever had the desire to write your initials in wet cement? <laughs> Could you imagine? No. <laughs> Start asking Pete rapid fire. You thought he walked out of a press conference early before. What are you going to be when you grow up? You called a plumber to your home lately? <laughs> Call Jaffco, man. (laughs) I got that answer for you. We'll tell you what you need to know next. Then, Pete Carroll, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Mike Salk Show. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On 710 ESPN Seattle. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Mike Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. All right, let's jump right into it. Seahawks outplayed across the board. It was an ugly one for them yesterday. They lose 23-13, to but it, it honestly goes beyond that. I mean, they're playing a division rival, didn't have their star quarterback, didn't have their star wide receiver, didn't have their star defensive end, and they were largely non-competitive. They had to have this game. They had to give them their best shot, and I thought they played hard. I didn't think there was any issue whatsoever with effort. We can ask Pete that question in 15 minutes, but I didn't see an effort issue. I just saw a team that got flat-out beat. Their roster not as good as Arizona's was yesterday, and I thought that became obvious over the course of 60 minutes. Again, 23-13, your final score. Colt McCoy had 45, I'm sorry, 44 throws in the game for 328 yards. By contrast, the Seahawks could only run 45 plays in total. They were 2 of 10 on third downs. Cardinal 7 of 14. You want to figure out what happened. Pete always talks about third downs. There you go. And then Zach Ertz was a monster. 88 yards on eight receptions for a midseason addition. 
That's uh, that's pretty much all she wrote. Yeah, there's some credit to be doled out. Defense played hard, but they kept them in the game, at least nominally, for 58 minutes. But unfortunately, on that final drive, needed to make a stand, unable to do so, gave up a huge third down conversion, whiffed on a sack, took a bad penalty, and the next thing you know, this thing was in the books. Their offense was really much more the problem. Russell Wilson, more accurate, but under pressure constantly over the course of the game. Pete Carroll searching for answers. I don't know why it's all, it became you know a mystery to us to score points. I mean, that's not even never been the issue, and, and uh, we've always been able to move the ball and score and stuff. So I don't know why why this this time frame. You know, it went started when uh, when Russ got banged up, and then and it hasn't. We just haven't got productive, you know, like we need to be, and and uh, we got to get back on track. Meanwhile, around the NFL, Minnesota get a little closer to the playoffs. They beat Green Bay yesterday in a last-second field goal. Yes, Minnesota hit a last-second field goal. 169 yards receiving from Justin Jefferson in that one as the Vikings claw their way back to 5-5. Five and five. Niners, they had a little win streak going, put the Jags back in their place, win 30-10. to 10. They're now 5-5 five and five as well. Eagles get to 5-6 and six by beating the Saints, Kansas City over Dallas. Colts beat Buffalo, Jonathan Taylor with 185 on the ground, five scores in the game, Josh Allen a pair of interceptions. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, if you thought all you had to do was remove the coach and the Huskies would be fixed, voila, no, not so much. Some good news, Dylan Morris did throw for 387 yards, but a couple of picks, four turnovers total for the team in the day, and another loss, 20-17 to in Colorado on Saturday. They are now 4-7 and on the year. Guaranteed a losing season and no bowl eligibility as they search for a new coach. Lots of other positions coming open. Florida firing Dan Mullen over the weekend. So you've got openings at LSU, at Florida, USC, Arizona State maybe. Cal will wait and see. We'll wait and see on UCLA. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of competition for head coaching out there. Washington State, we know they have an opening. But interim guy Jake Dickert is sure making a case for the job. Cougs blow out Arizona Friday night. They are bowl eligible. No mean feat either, considering what's gone on this year. Big night for Max Borgie, who had 139 yards, pair of scores. Jaden Delora with four touchdowns throwing in the game. And so now you set up an Apple Cup on Friday uh, here in Seattle. Huskies just trying to salvage some dignity in the Cougs. If they win and Oregon State beats Oregon, they could win the Pac-12 North. That would be incredible. I don't know how you couldn't couldn't hire Jake Dickert at that point. What he's done here down the stretch with this team based on where they were, awfully impressive. Oregon, uh, they're not going to be in the college football playoff anymore. Nope, not even close. They lose 38-7 to Utah on Saturday. Here's the third thing you need to know. To the side of the goal, Schwartz off a body, a chance, they score! Jared McCann with some backhand magic. It's a power play goal, and Seattle has tied it. Yeah, that uh, got it tied up, and the Kraken ended up scoring five goals in the game, get a nice needed win over Washington yesterday. They battled hard for 60 minutes, break the six-game losing streak. It had been kind of a strange weekend. Dave Haxtell, their coach, Calls out his goalie after the loss to Chicago, which I thought was unnecessary. Then didn't play him against his old team, the Avalanche. I don't think that sat well. The team came out incredibly flat, got their doors blown off by the Avs, and then Hackstall canceled practice on Saturday. So I didn't know what direction it was going to go last night. If they had gotten beat again and come out flat, I mean, are you worried about Hackstall's job at that point? I would be, for sure. Instead, though, and credit to him and credit to them, they were anything but. They played great. Probably their best 60 minutes of hockey they've had all year. Got a couple of big key saves from Grubauer in the third period. They win 5-2. 
goals from five different players. Carolina comes in on Wednesday. NBA action, Clippers, Lakers, Bulls, Suns, Warriors, all winners yesterday. LeBron, though, ejected from that game against the Pistons for throwing an elbow. It's everything you need to know. That's every hour, quarter past. Still got a couple people waiting on hold if you want to grab them really quick. Oh, should we? Yeah. Jameson is in Coeur d'Alene. I was oh, yeah? just thinking about golfing over there, and I was like, I didn't ask him what his favorite course was, but I thought about it. I played that Coeur d'Alene course, man, with the floating green at Kyle's wedding. It was uh, hard and really entertaining, really I've heard, fun. I've heard it was just like one of those courses you play once, and you're yeah. like, okay, good. It was pretty fun. Okay. It was it was pretty cool. What's up, Jameson? What do you want to say? What's up, man? Hey, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, so watching the game last night, I just feel like this team has no... Um, like they're just so flat that mm-hmm. it's time for a rebuild. And as a fan, I want it. I want to see him move on from Pete and from Russ. Yeah. And Russ only because that's the only way you're going to get draft picks to restart a rebuild. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I'm going to disagree with you on the whole moving on from guys thing. I, I'm not there yet on either Pete or Russ. And, and you still got seven games to try to figure this out. I think that's jumping the gun. Uh, I understand that that's an easy call to make after a game and things don't look good, but I I I don't I just I don't think you're there yet. I I think you got to be really you got to letting someone go is only one step in a process like that. Who you're going to replace them with is equally as not more important. I don't know that I see other coaches out there who are better leaders than Pete Carroll. I don't know that I see other quarterbacks out there who over the course of their career have done what Russell Wilson's done. I think there's some interesting conversation, and we'll have them here over the course of the next month or two and maybe beyond, but I think it's a big conclusion to jump to because you don't like Pete's scheme. I didn't think they were flat yesterday, by the way. I thought they came out and played hard. Just not as good. I, I, I honestly didn't think they were flat. I thought they just weren't as good, and that to me is a completely different issue. We'll talk to Pete. We'll figure out what he thought went wrong what kind of a day it was for him yesterday, what he's been working on since yesterday, and, and kind of where this team goes from here. We'll talk to Pete Carroll next. Mike Salk Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Mike Salk. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on 710 ESPN Seattle. All right, we're just waiting on Coach Carroll, hoping he will be here any moment. Tough loss yesterday, obviously uh, a 10-point loss, and unfortunately probably could have been worse. I mean, Arizona ends up missing three kicks in the game and gave the Seahawks a shot late. Uh, You know, you were able to come up with that one defensive stop, and and it does have that same feel of all of the games we've seen before, right, where NFL team trying to come back, and the Seahawks have done this how many times, Right, find your way back into it, claw, scratch, etc. Get that one defensive stop in a two-score game, and you go right down the field at the end. And who knows what Russell's capable of in the two-minute drill? As he said, it was kind of where they had their good moments here in the game. But unfortunately, third down and long, really nice play from Colt McCoy, who ends up escaping a little bit of trouble and then finding uh, finding Zach Ertz once again for uh, for a first down. And, uh, you know, a couple plays later near the goal line, you end up with another what looked to be a third down stop. And then you get a P.I. called on uh, on Jamal Adams. And really, that was it. I mean, at that point, they score a touchdown and, yeah. and that's it. Another thing him. we haven't quite mentioned enough is like we, we were on backup corners yesterday, too. Yeah, I, I if that had been the like the key to the game, I think we'd be talking about it more. But I didn't see them throwing outside the numbers that often. I didn't see your cornerbacks being taken advantage of. 
I mean, the throws were largely over the middle and, and with Bobby and, and, uh, and Brooks and Jamal Adams. I mean, like that seemed to be much more where the Cardinals were able to have their success with the tight end game, the over the middle game. It, it didn't seem to be an issue of your corners just not able to keep up. So I, I like you're right. That obviously could have been a concern, but I didn't I didn't see that as necessarily the thing that got them. So yeah. oh, we can ask Pete again. Uh, waiting on Pete Carroll should be here any minute. Just uh, just waiting on Pete for the Pete Carroll show. And, and look, Pete had a tough day yesterday. I mean, you could see after the game is kind of palms up and, and trying to figure out what went wrong. And those, those are challenges. It's unfamiliar, unfamiliar territory for a coach who's largely had incredible success year after year during his entire tenure here in Seattle. And especially once Russell Wilson arrived to see Russ struggle like that. It's just unfamiliar. I don't think any of us fully understand what it means and what to do. And that's why we've been firing off all kinds of questions today because it's not the norm. What was the word you, you, you chose to describe the team? If you would sum it up in one to describe the Seahawks, I thought they looked outmatched. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and people are telling me, Oh, they looked flat. I, I didn't think so. Again, they weren't successful. But I didn't think there was an effort issue yesterday. They weren't discombobulated. They didn't take a whole bunch of penalties or have to call timeouts because they didn't know what the snap count was or couldn't get the plays in on time or the mental focus. I didn't see any of those issues. Did you? They didn't get called. I mean, they they barely had any pre-snap penalties. Yeah, I saw the, again, sitting up way up high in 327. I couldn't see the challenge flag, but. All right. Well, Coach Carroll uh, just sitting down with us now for the Pete Carroll Show uh, Good morning, Coach. How are we doing this morning? Well, we're working at it, man. We're uh, we're back at it hard. You know, there's a lot of evaluations that we do. You know, in these these couple hours here before our meetings start at noon today, and and uh, we're digging in. There's a there's a lot of stuff that we can fix and clean up, and we're it's it's uh we have to be consistently right as the game gets near the end. That's how you finish well, you know. And we're we're not clean as we need to be. And so that's I mean, when I say that, I'm talking about. Uh, whether it's a pickup in pass pro, whether it's uh, footwork on the routes, whether it's Russ's footwork, whether it's, uh, you know, holding in your your zone. You know, I mean, there's, when it comes down to this, you know, you can see we're looking at every little detail and there's stuff that we can get better at and we're going to do that. And since you're saying the little things lead to the big stuff? Yeah, yeah. And, and if you're if you're sloppy a little bit at times, you know, with a with a with footwork or something uh, in the middle of the game, you don't notice it, but now it comes down to stretch time. And if you haven't cleaned it up, then, you know, it, it can factor into the, you know, the finish of the game. So we have to finish better, but to do that, we've got to execute more clean and uh, in, in, cleanly in, in all areas. Mm-hmm. And so that'll help us, you know, pick up that edge that we need to win the games at the end. Yesterday seemed really frustrating for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the culmination of, you know, this was a great opportunity again, you know, to beat these guys and, and uh, have them at home, you know, and, and, and in this situation, we were feeling good about it, and, and you know, we let them get out of here. They didn't, uh, you know, they didn't overpower us or overwhelm us in any way. They just, they just won the football game, and we didn't win it at the end. So it's frustrating to miss that opportunity, and I felt like it two weeks in a row. You know, we had a chance that the Packers had a chance that these guys, both teams that are leading, you know, in, in, in their divisions and all that, and we felt like we matched up fine and could beat them. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, and and sort of watching you yesterday, it seemed like you still had a lot of questions, right? And people were throwing questions at you, and it kind of felt like you weren't didn't really know what to answer yesterday. I mean, it, it, 
No, I didn't have any new answers for him. Why? <laughs> Same thing. Know, yeah, because yeah. there's similar situations, and, and that's that's what it was. It wasn't like, you know, I couldn't think of an answer. No, the answers were the same. And and uh, that that uh, third down was a big factor again, and we didn't hold on to the football on offense. And so we're back on the field for an extra 20 plays on defense, you know, and, as the game wears out. And so that's that has been a, a, a reoccurring theme, and we've got to turn that uh, to, to, to play better football. The defense, you know, they, they were hanging. They were hanging. And uh, we needed to complement them with a couple scores. And then we'll we'll see how we duke it out at the end in, in that setting instead of coming from behind. So so let's start there. What What is going on with the offense? And we can start specifically with third downs if, if that's where it begins. But yeah. w- why is an offense that started off the year and, and last year really looked like it was the strength of this team? How has it gotten to this point? Well, you know, Mike, I, I, don't, I hate to keep throwing this one out because these, these answers are going to come out very similar. Russ missed three weeks, you know, and and uh, he went out half of one game. So now he's back, and we're trying to get back on track again. And so that I mean, that's we've been counting on you know the quarterback to be in the center of all of this stuff. And so he's you know we've got to help him function better. And that's that means we got to run our routes exactly right, and we got to not miss a guy coming off the edge like we did. You know, in the assignment there's a guy sitting right there, and we we he gets hit before he ever gets a chance on third down. You know, those those things we have to clean those up because check this out, Mike. There's ten third downs in the game. We converted the two short yardage ones. The, there's eight other plays. We need to get three other wins to be at 50%, which leads, leads the NFL. You know, so, I mean, it's, we're, we're talking about three plays that need to be different. So as we, you know, that's the first cut-up that we went after today, you know, to go and look at each one of those. How could these have worked with, with the call? It was the call, you know, apt for the situation. Could we execute it? And, and we see, yeah, 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 we can get it done. We just need to do it better and be more right. And uh, and, and maybe, you know, uh, just chill out a little bit more in these situations and just and, and count on us functioning and doing right. Maybe we're pushing and pressing a little bit on it, uh, you know, and that's, that's something that I have to do a better job of helping our guys uh, – believe that you know we know what we got we know what we need to do and then we go out there and execute it, and then we're getting the good results you say something in there that i think fans will will perk their ears up a little bit at which is they were the right call so you feel good about the calls made the play calls on those third downs well yeah the calls all had a shot you know we had a chance you know we had we had it was throwing slants the really basic stuff that we know how to do really well that you know winning football stuff and and uh um, you know, we just need to get it executed, not get the ball tipped, and you know, and, and, and all that. So there's a little bit of everything that, that contributes. It, it it would be really easy if it was just throw the ball better or catch the ball better or pass. You know, there's there's little things on these plays, and they're trying to make it hard on us, and we've got to come through and execute better. How did Russ look yesterday? Uh, he did some really good things, you know. He did some really good things. When we got him after the rhythm, man, he struck him dead. You know, the, the big play pass to Tyler, uh, the movement to Tyler. Uh, meaning he moved around a little bit on you know on a, on a drop back, with huge plays. Uh, went up top to, to DK and and we taken a shot you know and it was a great battle to you know two on one shot. The ball was perfectly thrown. DK is you know he's got guys all over him, so it's a hard play to make. But like that attempt. Um, didn't like that we didn't uh, convert on the third downs. There's a couple third downs in the red zone. We've been really good in the red zone. We've been one of the top teams in the league in the red zone, and we didn't get our wins down there and. Uh, Tried a little bit hard, you know. You'll see Russ pumped one and tried to pump a guy off and and go to uh, uh, um, to Gerald back there in the back corner, you know. And we could have just taken the play, but he was trying to throw a touchdown pass there. So those are just the things that 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 you know that enter into his game. And uh, so 
it, it, you know, we, we could have used him to be better on a couple plays. We need to help him. Mm. We need to make sure that he has the opportunity to execute, and then it would have worked out better. So it's, it's all of it. Everything fits off each, each I, I other. thought his accuracy looked better this week than a week ago in Green Bay. I don't know if that's the weather, his finger. I don't know what it was, but I thought he threw the ball more like Russell in this he, game. He, he feels fine. He yeah. really does. He feels fine. And, and uh, I mean, I checked in with him last night afterward. He came out of it feeling fine, too. He did not even think it was even any kind of factor at all. He had a – there was a play down in the red zone when he's going through his progression. He reads it perfectly. He goes to Freddie, and he catches his cleat as he's stepping up underneath the, the pass rush and throws the ball in the dirt. You know, he stumbled a little bit on, on, on the field. It looked just so uncharacteristic that that would have been – a third down execution, Freddie might have knocked it in the end zone, red zone, win, you know, all that would have happened. And it was just a little footwork thing that just, you know, he got, got caught up stepping up under the pass rush, um, which was a play that, you know, he did everything exactly right, but then just, you know, his footwork got messed up. What were the conversations like on the sideline of this game? Um, we're clear. We're talking. We're communicating. Um, I mean, we've got our – our banter that you know that we have to we count on you know whether it's the setup of who's in the game and who's on the field and what they have on the field and all of that stuff is clean uh after in between the, the sequences guys are talking clear and the players are communicating with the coaches you know that, that that's all really sharp there's no we're, we're experienced at all that are there sort of rallying moments are there guys on this team who kind yeah, of bring the yeah. team together hey guys this yeah, is make the interception mike you know the, that interception was the moment you yeah know? that was the moment of the game and that that it it would have turned it possibly and and uh everything went was in the right direction for that and unfortunately you know they they look at it and they see it and they don't you know they can't confirm the call on the field you know and so but that regardless of which way it goes that was the moment you know so uh we were waiting for an opportunity we find a guy when uh, Sydney makes a heck of a play and um unfortunately it didn't go we still get the ball back you know right there cuz we stop him on third down but there's a you know big difference it's about 60 sure. yards of difference you know what did you make of the team's effort? I mean, was there an effort issue at all? Was it, you know, did you have any issues with the way your team is battling? No, no, we're, we're down the stretch, fighting hard and clawing and scratching and and, and all the stuff that you got to do. Um, we we could do better, you know, uh, cleaner and sharper and and more precise, uh, you know, on a zone drop here or a containment rush or a, or a twist that we're doing, you know, those things, a leverage opportunity, those kinds of things, you know, those are things we're always picking at. Win or lose, you're always picking at that stuff. I'm trying to think in, in, in the decade or so that we've been having these conversations, I can't ever remember time, and I didn't think so yesterday either, I'm not trying to insinuate it, a time where your team hasn't put out a great effort. It, it does seem like week after week, I can't ever remember you coming in and saying, you know, we just didn't we just didn't work hard enough this week. We just didn't leave it all out on the field. It, it does seem like, for the most part, you've gotten great effort from your team. Well, I, I appreciate you noticing that because it's a huge, huge aspect of our team. It's the very first thing we talk about. You know, it all starts with effort. You know, and and it it is a constant theme for us to be consistent there, it's so that you can have a chance. You know, so you're available for the opportunities, and and uh, you got to be going. You got to be, you know, giving great effort and running. And but there's more than just the physical part of the effort. It's the mental effort too. You know, to be on it and be really precise and 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 be able to hold on to your focus. You know, during the you know the crucial parts of the game and all that. And we have been good at that, Mike. That's that's why, Mike. We've had here we are seven games now. You know, in the last 
one score fourth quarter. Uh, it's been it's been a rough go for us this year. Mm-hmm. Give you a number. Last year we we had ten games in the season. We were nine and one in those games. This year we're one and six. And so that's that's the finished part of the game that isn't isn't what it needs to be, and we need to execute down the stretch. Yeah. So what do you, I was going to say, what do you attribute that to? That difference? not executing well enough, not not doing right, uh, you know, enough, and uh, and uh, and that's, you know, it. We just have to be more precise. The margin of error is so slight, and and we have to overcome, uh, you know, those. Those opportunities that slip away. You know, the way NFL rosters are built is, you know, you've got some guys that are making a large percentage of the money. You've got other guys who are kind of built in as, as role players. Are you getting enough from your star players as determined by the resources spent on them? I don't know. I kind of look at it that way. They've all ball players now. I mean, that's, you guys look at that. I don't, I don't care about how much money they make. I, mean, I don't care if a guy's a, uh, you know, walk on free agent. It doesn't matter to me. You know, I mean, if, Whoever's out there, it's their turn to go. They got to go, and in that, that's not. I don't know. It's just not part of the thinking. What are coaches' meetings like this time of year? Oh, they're they're long and arduous, and and, and uh, you know, in, in urgency. Um, you know, we try to really maintain the communication, so guys are really still you know airing their 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 thoughts and and uh, you know not holding stuff back you know we have to work really hard to, to make sure that we we utilize everything that we have you know and sometimes guys got a thought in the back of his mind thinks ah maybe i shouldn't bring this up now and i'm you know i'm encouraging these guys to put it out on the table and let's make sure we evaluate all the thoughts and the ideas so that we can get everything uh you know is as good as it can be is there a hope you know there's something you've missed and not you personally but that the team has missed and that maybe somebody can you know, come up with a silver bullet or, or I mean, like you know, when I think about these coaches meetings, I'm trying to imagine a, a group of smart people working together to try to solve a problem that feels very unfamiliar to them. That's, that's a good, good evaluation. It does, it does feel, you know, unfamiliar. I said that last night, you know, I'm not familiar with, with having to battle back from this kind of a situation. We've been in different situations to battle from, but, uh, that doesn't mean that, uh, that it isn't. We're not working at it. We're we're busting at it, you know. And, and everybody's in there trying to figure it out and bring their notes, bring their ideas. You know, we have an open, you know, open door situation with the coordinators and with the head coach and and all of that. You know, we're always talking. I mean, I'm I'm working the room like I always do. You know, on offense and on defense to just try to keep guys stirred and and free thinking and, and creative and all that that we can need to continue to do to uh, to come up with a couple things that you know the the ideas here. I think you're, you're you're asking about what are the coaches doing. We're talking about the players. Who's starting to make a move that might be able to help us? Is there a way to position this guy here, this guy there, uh, and you know, to to more, more able able to take care of the you know, the situation that's at hand and also what they have to offer. I mean, that's all of the stuff. It's just that's all we do, you know. And and uh, it's it's a tireless effort, really. It's it's not like the NBA where you can just like you know take players and swap them out, right? You can't just take out five guys like they do in the NBA. Shashevsky did it right, and throw in five reserves and say you guys go get it done. I mean, you know, for the most part, aren't you? You kind of play everybody, right? I mean, so it's not like there are these like wholesale changes you can make yeah. as a coaching staff when things don't look right. Yeah, like line changes, you know, uh, for the crack. We, right. We, we got that, you know. You got one guy that you can fit in here, fit in there, and and, and you try to, you know, you try to tweak it. You know, we're 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 getting to see uh, the roster. I mean, everybody's really contributing, as you as you pointed out. We got a lot of guys playing, and we're counting on them. And they've got roles, and they they try to expand their roles, and, and you know, and get more play time. But that's uh, that's uh, 
That's what's happening. So what can you learn? You got seven games left in this season. Uh, what can you learn in those seven games about your team? Well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna see if we can we can maintain the focus to let us do things right more and that's we've, that's what's got to happen here we've got to be more accurate uh we've got to be more consistent and take advantage of the opportunities by being right at the, at the at the moment when the you know then it's available to us i say that and that, that means that if if you're really giving great effort and you're really focused and you're doing things right then when the opportunity comes and you can take advantage of a scheme or a block or a throw or a catch or a run you, you do you take advantage of that and then you build on it and you get another one you get another one and and you then you're gaining momentum to get a, a, over the top of your opponent and uh, that's why it's it's um it's just such a constant about it starts with effort you know mm. We talk about the offense, and I'll circle back around to it again because it's you know obviously it hasn't looked right here for the last couple of weeks. You and I have talked about identity. I don't know how many times over the years, and having a, a clear idea of what the identity of your team is, so that in big spots you know the direction you're going. I was making the comparison earlier to Bryson DeChambeau. That guy, he knows very clearly what he wants to do. Right, hit driver and then hit a wedge in no matter where that driver goes. So when he gets to 18 at the Masters, there's no doubt as to what he wants to do. He wants to hit driver and, and figure it out. He's not going to lay up. What What is that identity right now for especially your offense, but maybe it's for your team in general? Do you guys have a clear sense of, of what that is? Well, I, I think it's, it's hard to see it when you're not being successful, you know. Um, you know, the... We've always we've always said everything starts juice wise on special teams, and then and then the defense has to be aggressive and tough, and and that's we have it starts at the front and works its way on back, and then on offense we have to close the circle of toughness with really running the football and playing off of that. Um, we're running the ball effectively in terms of average per, per carries and stuff. You know, we're I like our blocking scheme. I like what's going on up front, and then we need to take advantage of that with our play actions and our keepers off of that to make the basic part of our offense go and then and then third down execution but uh so so what i'm getting at is there's a there's a whole mentality of it but we got to do it it's got to show up you can't see it because we're not we haven't been successful with it um but that's that's what we're building towards well so let me run through a couple of those so the aggressiveness of the defense and i, I you know believe me i'm no film expert that's for sure i'll never pretend to be but when i hear other people kind of talking about some of the some of the the defense on this team it seems that, that there's some complaint that there's not enough aggressiveness, that the defense is a little bit more passive and then coming up to make plays afterwards. Has that changed? Is that different? Is it just an execution issue? Am I getting this wrong? What's going on with the aggressiveness of the defense versus... No, we've, we've, for uh, all the years that we've been here, we have been primarily a zone first team. And, uh, you know, and we've had huge years, you know, proving that that's a good way to play football if you're really tough and aggressive and physical with the way you play. Uh, we mix more now, more stuff now than we used to. We were in, in a mode we were able to be really, really simple for a long time. But then that changed and shifted some. So uh, um, so we're, we're still trying to be on the attack. We're trying to play the nature of our players and put them in positions where they can do what they do. Uh, Bobby and, and uh, Jordan Brooks and, and, uh, and making sure that Jamal and, and – Quandre are in the good spots, you know, where they can make their plays and show up. That's a that's a big factor. Sometimes that's pressure, and sometimes that's moving them around at the line of scrimmage. So we do all of those things. So um, that that's that's still what we're we're trying to create on our defensive side. And then on the offensive side, you bring up the the running game. 
It is amazing in, in the post Marshawn era how you just have – it seems like no one has solidified that position for you for an extended period of time. And, and I think it's every year since then you've had a season-ending injury to a running back at some point. It, it's remarkable almost. Well, that's, that's, that's a stat that I don't want to know about. But, the uh, you know, our guys that we had – we've had a, a lot of – Guys that have played through that have get banged up. That's that's true. Chris has been you know in and out, and, and and you can see Rashad's been in and out for those are two main guys you know that we were counting on over the last two or three years to really be in the center of of it all. And so uh, their ability to stay healthy has has been a factor. Why is that position so hard? To, it seems like to find the right guy. Well, it's a it's a such a volatile position. They're getting crap knocked out of them you know week in and week out and some guys you know that that they're more durable than others and, and our guys have had their issues coming in and out they've been good and they've been effective and and uh we like their style and all but it's it's hard to play with those guys when they're when they're not there you know you see uh alex is a good football player you know he he, he makes nice uh nice reads all the time he's got great footwork and got a real style about the way he runs he's done a nice job for us and you know he, he was he he was pretty pretty sharp again yesterday we need more opportunities to feed off of that and that means we got to convert and that's 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 the the song and dance we have to keep singing and i i hate bringing it up again but that's that's it goes back to third down to give them those ops Hey, just quickly here, and I thought it was a classy thing for you to come back to the press conference yesterday. What went on in between? You left. You seemed a little flustered, as you said, saying the same thing over and over. What led you to come back? Um, as I walked out, I realized well, I, haven't, I haven't done that, you know, and I, and I felt like, you know, I kind of stopped it instead of Dave stopping it. Uh, and and, uh, and then the, the questions were pretty much the same, and the answers were, were you know, very much the same. And so I, I just, you know, I was kind of halfway done and then i got out of there and i thought you know and i asked dave i said you know dave did i did i leave them you know hanging where they you know they had more stuff to ask because i i kind of made that determination which was was wrong for me to do that and he said no nah, you know i don't know he, so we talked about it and i said well, i'm going to go back in and, and and make sure and give them the opportunity to ask the questions i need to ask and really they asked me well, right off the bat why'd you come back and i said because well, i respect what the job that you guys do and i always have and i've always cared to to you know, be available and make sure that, you know, I can answer the questions. I try to give you good full answers because I know you got stories to write and, and, and you know, uh, issues to deal with and all that. And uh, so that I, you know, we just finished it off and I, uh, you know, I hope they understood, um, you know. So. Quick, quickly here, uh, injury update, Trey Brown, it didn't look good. Do we know any more today? Yeah, no, no more specifics today, but he did, he, he did affect a, uh, Patella tendon. He's had a long-term kind of in and out thing over the years, back all the way to college and all that he's dealt with. And he he put that foot in the ground. He was going. He's going to go make that play on the deep ball, and he hit it, and it just crumpled him, you know. And and uh, uh, he he had a fine run at his rookie shot here, and and I was really really fired up about the way he played and the consistency. You know, he played a deep ball last week in the same exact situation. His footwork was perfect, and he and made the play. And he came back again, same exact situation. Footwork's perfect. He's in lead position, ready to go. And then he puts his foot in the ground, and, and it, you know, can't his knee can't hold up. Um, just, again, just showing his, his consistency. That's what's really been impressive about yeah. the young kid. Coach, uh, I appreciate you sitting here and, and answering more questions that are probably a lot more of the same thing and trying to trying to make it uh, interesting each time. But I appreciate the spot that you're in, and thanks for uh, for coming by today. Enjoy your holiday, and we'll talk next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, Mike. Thank All you. All right, there you go. There's Coach Carroll uh, sitting down with me here for about 20 minutes. And I, and I think that you know what I'll focus on later when we come back tomorrow will be this conversation about the identity 
and coach is saying it's about execution. Okay. I think there, I think he's right about that. I don't think it's an effort issue. It's an execution issue. Well, how do you how do you take this identity that he has stated, and we'll play you that cut again tomorrow with the special teams and the defense being aggressive and the offense working off that and completing the circle of toughness? Uh, that's great to say, and that's a great identity. Why isn't it happening? Why aren't we seeing those results the way we have for so long? I think these are all questions we got to ask. So we'll talk a lot more about this tomorrow morning at 6. Stick around for Jake and Stacy. They're coming up next. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. See ya.